Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for another day that you have given us, an opportunity to get to know you, to come closer to you, to learn from you, to draw and drink from you again of all that you have to offer us. Not only revelation about yourself, about your nature, about who you are and the way you operate, about your kingdom, but also about ourselves. That as we come closer to you, we grow in the spirit, we grow in stature, just like Jesus did. The Bible says he grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor. And you give us that same opportunity to grow in wisdom, stature and favor with God and with men. So that as we grow in the spirit, as we study and understand and learn and absorb more of what you are teaching us, and then we observe to do according to all that is written in it. We thank you, Father, that by your spirit you provide that revelation. That you are here with us every moment of the day. So that we can commune with you at will. We thank you for that opportunity, Lord. We thank you for that duality in spirit and in flesh. We thank you, Father, that you renew your mercy for us every morning. That you don't turn your back on us one fine day and decide to judge, but you give us opportunity to recognize our mistakes, to repent and turn back to you. And you are ever willing to forgive. We thank you for that unchangeable love for us, Lord. It is your love that you provide those opportunities. It is your love that you correct us at times. And it is out of your love that you shut certain doors so that we don't usher ourselves down a path of destruction. But in due course, you reveal to us the truth that was hidden behind that door. We thank you, Father. And we thank you for the peace and the joy that you pour into our hearts. That which only you can give and no man can give. And no one can take away either. And we share that same opportunity, Lord, to be with you. That peace and that joy with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. <clears throat> we share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, with all those that do not want to know you. We share it also, Lord, with all those that we are lifting up at our altar of prayer. And with those that have no one to pray for them. And as we offer our faith to stand in that gap, Lord, we call on your name. The name of our Maker, our Creator. The name of our Father. The Elohim Adonai, the Lord of Lords. The one who is the preserver of men and his hand is not short to redeem us. He is the God of hope, the God of patience, the God of peace. Who is also our strong fortress, our high tower our deliverer, our shield. And we pray in the name of his son, Jesus. The son that he sent out of his love for us. To die in our place. To make atonement for our sin. To bring about redemption that we might be brought back into the father's house. And to provide that gift of salvation of eternal life. He is our rock, our refuge, our foundation, our teacher, our friend. 
and we pray in the name of His Spirit, the Spirit of the Living God, the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of Truth, the one who reveals Jesus and makes Him real to us and who teaches us the ways in which we should go. It is He who lifts us out of the pit. It is He who heals our backsliding. It is He who quickens us in the Spirit to receive of that truth. And it is He who produces the substance of faith in us. <clears throat> we thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. You have blessed us with the gift of angels and destiny helpers. You have blessed us with every physical provision and every spiritual gift that we need in order to attain abundance on this earth and achieve dominion over all the snares and wickedness of the enemy. We thank you, Father, that you continue to do a new thing in our lives every single day. Thank you, Lord. And as we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make, as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will. I call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. Command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55. Verse 10 and 11 that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth this day. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue and the discernment to choose life every time we speak. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Today we continue in the third part. We conclude our series on the substance of faith. And we've been looking at how the Spirit forms the substance of faith within us when we are willing to collaborate with Him. And when that substance starts forming, one of the signs to know that it is coming. How do you know that it is coming? One of those signs is Satan's attacks on you will increase. He will do all in his power to get you to make one mistake or to get tired and give up and to abort your miracle. <clears throat> knowing that sorry, knowing that God's miracles are not fast food drive-through opportunities. They are generally slower processes and may take longer than you expect. And Satan knows that as well. We have been cultured to look, to think, fast food drive through in every situation. We want it here, we want it right now. A lot of people lose patience. So he will try to attack on all those fronts to see where that weakness is 
in order to get us to abort our own miracle. He won't abort it for you. He will get you to abort it yourself so that he is not to be blamed. You yourself are to be blamed. So we need to recognize that when you see those attacks coming and it starts to look more difficult, that's when you know that there is someone trying to steal it from you, to kill that hope and destroy the opportunity of manifestation of your miracle. So we need to pray harder. and We need to hold fast and not give up. It is your spoken word that aborts and destroys everything. But at the same time, God will also grant you the grace to pray. So you need to look for those signs. And they could be things like, is God waking you up at certain times of the night? Do you feel an urge to pray at odd times, sometimes all times? And for reasons that you can't pinpoint. He will give you signs where you start to look at, this is out of my routine. Is God trying to tell me something here? <clears throat> and we need to follow the cue on those signs and work with it. So God works overtime as well in order to get you to continue to hold on, to operate by the Spirit's counsel and give, uh, sorry, and keep generating that substance of faith because it depends on you. Your commitment, your holding on is necessary for that faith to continue to be generated, that substance of faith. Because as it starts to manifest and you go with it, the further you go, the lesser, and it starts to manifest, the lesser you will start to regard Satan and he knows it. You will stop taking him seriously when you start seeing manifestation. He no longer becomes a threat. So he will do everything to keep the status quo of fear and ignorance in your atmosphere. Because if you get that miracle, your faith starts to multiply. Your speaking starts to become more bold and confident. And he will start to diminish more and more in your atmosphere. I'm sure when you receive past miracles, you feel that way. There will be times when the miracles are big and you'll feel Satan doesn't even exist. But the journey there will be upslope and very steep and difficult. Once you've done a few of that kind, then you don't care for him anymore. And he will do all in his power to prevent that from happening. So he will attack on all fronts. He will look at all weak points. Whether that lies within you, whether that lies in your immediate family around you, he will use them against you as well. And they don't even know it. Just in order for you to tire and give up or for you to buckle under fear. <clears throat> but this substance also, it's strange. If you get pushed around the way the spirit builds it up, if you get pushed around, you still hold on. And so often, it takes a bit of the training of the spirit. 
till we get to those points. And that's why the study of the word is important. You cannot build that faith or the substance of faith without the knowledge or the information that you receive from the word. That is why it comes by hearing and hearing by. Otherwise, it's superstition. Superstition is always hollow. It will always be shaky, will not have a foundation. And the slightest doubt, it will buckle down. That is why it is difficult to hold on in difficult circumstances when the person who you are trying to minister to is not reading the word. That substance is very minimal because it has no foundation. Foundation can only be the word. But those that have it, even though they get pushed around, you don't give up. That is why he first makes that word real to you. That word speaks to your circumstances. And on that word that speaks to your circumstances that has now become real, the prophecy that you have received, he will start using his building blocks to increase the substance to build on top of it. The process of forming a substance can also be equated to or compared to a pregnancy. I'm sure you can relate to that example now. Where you first receive, you receive the first sign probably somewhere around the six-week mark. And then you keep visiting the doctor and they conduct sonography tests to tell you more about that child. And the parents in their own mind will start forming an image of the child that they have not seen and will not see for the next seven to eight months until the child is born. Yet they start forming that image in their mind of what the child looks like. What features would they have? That's the substance of faith. The forming of that image. And that is why when you pray Habakkuk 2 verses 2 and 3, giving your vision is very important. You relate it to the pregnancy in the same way. Even though they do not see the child, yet they believe. And as you hold on to your faith, even God will conduct such sonography tests through his word. He will keep giving you revelations of the miracles and confirming them to you as you believe. So what is he doing there? He is giving you reasons to hold on and to not tire or give up as Satan wants you to. So that when you come out of that wilderness of holding on to your substance and waiting, just like Jesus emerged out of his wilderness. And the first one that you are likely to meet there will be Satan. Who will try to instill fear or get you to tire. And the only thing you will say to him is like Jesus said. It is written. Because that is what God has been feeding into your spirit. You speak the prophecy that he gave you. You speak the verse that has become real to you and you keep speaking it until it manifests. Every time there is an attack of fear, an attack of doubt, an attack of delay coming, you speak that same scripture again and again and again. What are you doing? You are telling the devil like Jesus did. You are saying to him, it is written. This is very important. You will not change your confession. 
when the devil says this is the end and it might even actually physically look like it is the end nothing's moving in the physical in the spirit there is massive movement in the physical nothing's happening you do you still say it is written you say i will not die but i will live and proclaim the works of the lord in my life that which he has promised me are you seeing why the i confess boldly becomes important now the key it is written that lies in there that's the substance of faith that god cannot ignore and even satan will have to bow down to it eventually because of what james 4 verse 7 says submit to god resist the devil and he will flee so we know that the word of your testimony where the person is not afraid even of your death when i say the person that is you now when you are not afraid of adverse circumstances and that death there is literally more like what we see in psalm 23 even though i walk in the valley of the shadow of death that is the shadow that satan will try to cast there to say there is no hope you are going to hold on walk through saying i will not fear for you are with me my god just like in psalm 23 that's the application of that verse in these situations of doubt and fear one is it is written two is i will not fear for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me you keep operating by faith and growing in it till it starts to overflow and now you speak over others as well and as you start seeing more manifestations it starts to become more and more effortless because you just know now you don't need to test it the first couple of times you will probably test it and be tested as well will it work will it not but you are still holding on and saying no i will not give up i'm not going to change as you do it a few times it becomes effortless it becomes easy there is no reason for you to doubt because you've seen enough evidence and it starts to overflow and there are others that then speak to you and you minister to them and they wonder how does this person have so much faith and how are they so confident they do not know your history the word and the experiential knowing of god through that journey that is what starts to produce the faith now the spirit is still there with you it becomes easier for him because he doesn't have to work on you first you have already been feeding yourself abundance of scriptures so it's easier for him to take one of those now apply it to this circumstance and say here you go and the substance production starts immediately doubt and fear will be nowhere in the picture you will stop asking god why am i suffering why the delay and your prayer will shift to what is my next step with you god it will be one of trust where you lead me there i shall go and the point there is this substance is infectious and it is contagious you can infect others to stir up their faith and receive their miracle 
That's what we touched on in the first part itself. That is why that ministering of faith to a person before you pray with them or for them is very important. Otherwise, we are just releasing a prayer, but we are not helping them generate the substance. What outcome are you expecting out of that then? So how will you stir up their faith and for them to receive that miracle? It's the same thing, the same verse that we started with. Romans 10 verse 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by that which will produce the foundation, that which is written, and they can claim it is written. Hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we share the word of God. We let the spirit of counsel then do his part to administer faith to them. What you are doing is you are administering the spirit himself to them and once he is with them he administers faith and if it's someone that is not believing or is an unbeliever they could still be Christian and yet be unbelievers because it was still and always has been a religion for them <clears throat> sorry so it's a, it was and has still been a religion for them and now you are changing it to a relationship where he can step into that relationship with them and that transformation starts, the production of the substance of faith starts as they go on that journey of the relationship with him. That's why we pray for saving of souls first. We then administer faith and we pray with them for that miracle, the prayer of agreement. We get them to hold on to that faith until manifestation comes. That ministration is important. <clears throat> praise God thank you Jesus Father in the name of Jesus we pray for an opening of our eyes all of us that as we step out to pray for and with others we understand the process and we stick with the way it should be done so that we don't just pray for the person to receive the physical thing that they can tangibly perceive their miracle and then walk away not knowing the one who has produced it. But rather they go on that journey with you. And their faith is stirred up as well. As they start seeing things moving, they give more and more of their heart to you. They increase their commitment to you. And their lives are transformed. Their soul, that home, that family is saved. Through that one person. Through that one life that is transformed. There is a door opened into that home where you can enter. And by your spirit, there is renewal and revival. And Satan knows the extent to which it can go. That is why he tries to stop and abort that one miracle of faith as well. Because he knows what impact it can have on the larger family, on the friend circle, on the community. When this person starts to speak and testify... So we ask for that infilling, Lord, and that spirit of boldness with each of us as well. So that in opportunities that are presented to us outside, in the common places, in the community, in our workplaces, in shopping malls as well. When that opportunity presents itself and the spirit 
convicts us to go to the other person and speak to them. We do not doubt, we do not fear, as Satan wants us to do. But we boldly step up and we speak knowing that you back us. I ask for that edification in our spirit this day, Lord. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease, that are hospitalized, will undergo any kind of procedures this day. For all families that are facing division and separation of any kind. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance and poverty. We pray for all those that are for all uh, those in our family and friend circles that are especially those that are not yet saved. And we raise our own personal intentions as well, Lord. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our faith and our prayer, making this our prayer of agreement with the Spirit, we believe that we have received, Lord. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those who can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
Rasta <laughs> 
Scripture that's been placed on my heart this morning is from Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings which clings so closely and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And if I were to highlight one word in that passage, it would be the joy. The joy that was set before him, that's worth meditating on. That's exactly what we're talking about. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's powerful daily reflections, the Divine Mercy and Rosary sessions and the Friday Bible teachings, please share those with friends and family. Invite them to join us live or you can point them to the recordings that are available. And you can also share the Telegram group so that they can post their prayer requests there. And a reminder about tomorrow's Bible study session, we'll share a message on our Telegram group as well. It is the second part in our series on understanding the Lord's Prayer where we will look at the deeper meaning of the words that Jesus chose when teaching us to pray the Lord's Prayer and how we can make that prayer more effective. So we'll share that message on our group. Please share it with others. Invite them to come join us. And let the mercy and the grace, the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and His favor that comes out of His jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you. God bless everyone. Bless everyone. Bless everyone. Bless everyone. Bless everyone.